Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and today I am joined by Katie. What up? Emma. Hey. And Micah. Oh, God, I knew I shouldn't have read that book again. Oh, fixing himself. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and tonight we are reviewing the 2022 American musical horror comedy film Studio 666. Mm-hmm. Based on a kind of true story by Dave Grohl. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode eight of the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon. And the movie we went with today that we're going to review has been been in our minds since February. Yeah, since it came out. When it came out. Uh, it, it's it's Studio 666. So this is Dave Grohl's story. And he came up with a horror movie. And I did a little bit more reading about it. And it's actually got some basis of trueness to it which i thought was really cool but for the uninitiated dave grohl is the lead to everything <laughs> well, especially with the first album but he is the lead singer and guitarist or he's kind of rhythm isn't he no uh yeah he's rhythm guitar but lead singer yeah. and leader he is the lead of the rock rock band foo fighters so i am not a big foo fight i like them they're really really good but I'm not a gigantic Foo Fighters fan. I am. I love them. Yes. Uh, there are people <laughs> in our in our group that love them way more than me. Well, so it's the Foo's. It's the Foo's. So, Katie, do you, I don't know what you want to say about them. Is there something that if a person doesn't know anything about them, anything? I would say that if you think you don't know any of the Foo Fighters music, you are surely mistaken uh they have been around in the music sphere um pretty much since nirvana broke up like they've been around since 1994 um after kurt cobain died and dave girl just didn't know what to do with himself he needed to find another musical outlet and uh he met pat smear and they became this amazing band and they just kept adding members and adding members and then they dropped their first album in like 1995 and it went just ginormous it blew up because it had the drummer from nirvana in it and you for sure know some of their music like it's impossible that to you for you have for you to have gotten this far in life and not have heard their music like you've heard everlong or learn to fly or my hero my hero like you have heard it for sure um especially if you've been online uh anytime in the past month maybe month and a half depending on when you're listening to this um because you've for sure seen clips from the taylor hawkins tribute concert uh of different foo fighter songs being performed by different people on the drums and things like that so you have for sure heard them even if you don't think you're a fan you for sure know who they are so the cool thing that i saw about this movie is when they were filming their 10th album. Recording their 10th album. 
recording. I said film dinner. Yep. <laughs> uh, but their tenth album, Medicine at Midnight, they actually recorded in this large old house in Encino, Los Angeles. It's the same house in this movie. And Dave Grohl, he said that the sessions proceeded quickly. That and Dave Grohl said that was because of two things: the material was going real quick, and the house was fucking spooky. So he said that the vibes were fucking weird in there, but the sound was perfect. So just the same thing in this movie. And he said they'd come to the studio the next day and all the guitars would be detuned or the settings that they put on the mixing boards would all just be down to the bottom. Like someone just kind of sweep their arm around it. Everything like Pro Tools, that's what you use for music. Everything would just be missing. Tracks would be gone. And then there would be tracks of just like the mic was on and someone recorded just for hours and it would just be on. And that would be the only track in a track. And they were like, that's fucking weird. They actually had some footage on video, but they can't show it because of a non-disclosure agreement with the house's owner. Cause they were trying to sell the property. <laughs> so they can't, oh, show shit. It. but Dave girl actually has, I don't know what the fuck he has, but he's like, no, nah, this, this house is fucking haunted. So uh, yeah, <laughs> they finished as quickly as they could because that house was fucking weird and they did it. And so that was the idea. Dave, that- if you're listening, come on our podcast. Talk about it. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> we have a place for you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's. I thought that was really cool that he's like, that was really creepy. Oh, shit. I have an idea for a scary movie. Another thing that hit me about this movie, it is graphic as fuck. And I was like, why does this remind me of something else that I've seen and I love? Yeah, it's the same director of the third Hatchet movie. Yeah. <laughs> so BJ <laughs> McDonald d- directed this movie. And he's all about people getting ripped in half a lot. That makes one of my seven word synopsis even funnier. Yeah, I it blew my mind when I read it. I was like, well, son of a bitch, that's why. <laughs> it makes so much more sense why this movie is so absurdly graphic. And I was like, God damn, this is wild. (laughs) So this movie, it stars all the Foo Fighters. It has Whitney Cummings. She's a comedian. And then Will Forte. He's a hilarious person on Senate Live for years. Jenna Ortega. This is the third movie we've done in the Halloween Screamathon, right? Yeah, already. Yeah, Literally, Emma was like, God, another one with her in it? Yeah. (laughs) All right, time for her to come on our podcast now. Right? So I guess she's the the tying thing of this year. Last year was a Sam Raimi movie. I mean, so far. I don't know how many other Jenny Ortega movies we're going to get to, though. We'll find out. (laughs) She'll be in the background or something. We haven't reached the end. All things can change. Yeah. Yeah. So far, we've had three. Yeah. And then Jeff Garland. That name might not sound familiar to anybody, but if you watch the show, the sitcom, The Goldbergs, he was Murray. You know, the dad that just quietly left that one day. <laughs> it never came back. He's also in Daddy Daycare and a bunch of other dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. Funny dude. He just plays around a little too much on set, it seems. So mm-hmm. uh, that show don't got a dad anymore because he's fucking around. So. I mean, we'll see what they do this season. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently he was like screwing around on set. Not like touching people, but just being a little gross with his jokes. He just did it for a long time mm-hmm. and people like... Yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Oh, he got quietly scooped off set. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, he Just being in the show. Too offensive? 
in the show, he went to a work conference and then was never heard from again. It never came oh, back. Dang. They should have just said he went out for milk. <laughs> <laughs> went to get some smokes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't think he was at Adam's graduation. I don't think they put him in Adam's they, graduation. I thought I read somewhere that they like tried to CG him in something. Oh, they might they might have in the graduation Jesus. scene. He's just some fucking clip art version of him is just in the corner like smiling. it wouldn't be that bad abc is disney disney got hella money they could cgi oh, yeah. whoever they want yeah they cgi everything so another cool thing i saw the music was done by john carpenter i was gonna say that was the first thing that i saw i even told emma that i was like no shit yeah <laughs> music so, yeah john carpenter man people are asking him to like do music recently and he's like okay i ain't doing shit so and his son Cody. So I guess uh Cody's getting into the business too. Holy shit. I just sorry, I just read something about Cody Carpenter. His mom is Adrienne Barbeau. That name might not be familiar to anybody, but in Creep Show, she was that annoying wife that got eaten by that chupacabra that was in the, the little case. Or she was the voice of the radio person from um not Trick or Treat, but the other one, Tales of Halloween. She was voicing that. I know. Katie looked at me. She's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool yeah, story. A- Adrian Barbo. She, <laughs> she's a she's a cute lady. So, uh, quick up up uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, Katie. What do you think about studio? If I had more hands, it'd be more thumbs up than two, <laughs> but I don't. So two thumbs enthusiastically wish, weigh the fuck up. Wish I had four hands. Give, give this movie four thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Emma. That's for damn sure. Uh, this movie, I went into it 100% expecting a Foo Fighters hilarious passion project. And that is 100% what I got. And I loved it. There were a couple of moments where I was like, this is dragging. And then it would instantly change into something really funny. And I was like, okay, well, y'all saved it. So good job. But no, it was phenomenal. This movie cracked me up. Uh, we told uh, my husband, we told his grandparents that we were going to watch this really silly, campy horror film. And so his grandparents wanted to sit in and watch. And within the first five minutes of the movie, that opinion changed very quickly as the sheer amount of fucks that were said in the first five to ten minutes of that movie were like, Micah's grandma said they need to go back to school and learn some new adjectives and I couldn't (laughs) stop laughing and so that made it even better I just I had so much fun with this movie Micah um wow I I know I know I I did enjoy it a lot but just that the middle section just dragged so hard there were just such big scenes that they kind of overextended like i feel if they had cut like 30 minutes off of this movie it would have made it so much better paced but it just it just dragged too hard and it was it was too long in between actual big moments that it was very very easy to check out and then check back in and go oh my god that guy uh, T- taylor oh my god no oh god he's eating oh no i gotta stop myself before i say Spoiler too much words. about the plot <laughs> but no there you the fact that it was directed by the guy who did hatchet and he had so oh, much command better. over the killings and stuff like that it makes it 
it, great. And of course, the language I was like, you know, when when they were going off at the very beginning of the movie, when they're talking about it, when Dave Grohl's like pitching his idea for the the uh, the goddamn basic plot of his of his album and how they want to record it and dropping an f bombs, I was like, man, it's like listening to an episode of us talking in the <laughs> early days. <laughs> no, I had a great movie. I loved the campiness. I loved Dave Grohl and all of his goddamn facial expressions. When somebody did something he didn't like and he just like stared them down and just like <laughs> didn't say anything, he just looked at him and it was just like, oh, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. No, I, I, I had a good time with this movie, but the pacing just drove me bonkers at some points. Yeah, Micah beat me to it. Uh, this movie is an hour and 46 minutes. Which is crazy. It's longer than like probably all of the Hatchet movies. But I love this movie. Spoilers. My favorite part of this movie is the fucking Foo Fighters, man. They were great together. You can tell that they're fucking friends. Just the way they talk to each other, how they react. I hope they're friends. They've been a band for like (laughs) Hey man, some bands hate each other and they're like successful. They're almost, they almost made it to 30 years. Yeah, like fucking Oasis, man. They fight all the time yeah but oasis had what like half an album yeah but they were big but and the the main singer of oasis is a fucking chode so (laughs) (laughs) but no this movie is fun story-wise i knew i wasn't gonna get like a fucking emmy award-winning like story with this this is gonna be campy as hell but there's moments where it got a little meta but then it just it was odd they didn't know if they wanted to stay campy or make a legit scary movie at times yeah and it you can't really do that well you can it's a hard thing to juggle it's like either we're silly as fuck to be silly as fuck or it's like no this is a legit scary movie you yeah. can do it but hell even hatchet movies they don't do that those movies know they're silly as fuck and they're gonna try to scare you even though it's silly like i said there were great moments but there were spots yeah and it's funny it's like they realized that they needed to continue the story real quick because you get the monologue of the story later on it's like looked at my watch i'm like dang this movie's gonna end soon they're like okay this is what you gotta do and it's how you stop the stuff i'm like damn they i guess they forgot they needed to do that but but no it's great thumbs up it's fun it's just don't expect a ridiculous story it was just it's an excuse to get people killed honestly so but no i i fucking loved it this movie's great uh, they Dave Grohl, man, come up with more stories. I had a fun time with this, so we'll we'll get through this story and then we'll talk about a favorite and least favorite. So we start out with a flashback in the same house in Encino. You know, we's the juice, and we see Jenna Ortega. She's crawling on the ground from somebody. Somebody's attacking her, and her what the femur? You said some bone in her leg was. Yep, it was her. Yeah, she broke her femur and it was like sticking out of the side of her leg. Yeah, and she's crawling away, and you just see some guy. Later on, we find out who he is, but some guy just destroys her head with a hammer, and she sees another band member just his jaws just like ripped off. I don't think. God damn! So the movie starts just wild, and that's how it starts. And so we end up in 2019 with the Foo Fighters, and so they're all sitting in a meeting. And their manager, Jeremy Schill, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good good last name. Uh, he's telling them, like, hey, we need another album. I got people on my ass. They're trying to 
they say, you know, they're going to break my legs if y'all don't come up with a new album. But Dave's got writer's block, and I love it in this world. I don't know if it's actually true in the real Foo Fighters world, but it seems like Dave has all the ideas, and the rest of the guys just wait on him to crack out the ideas, and then they just hop in and kind of help. But it seems like Dave is, he does everything for the band, it seems. But they're just waiting on Dave to get past his writer's block and make this new album. And they, well, Dave brings up the fact that they need some type of spark, something cool. They, they want to come up with a new idea for their album, something that every band says. And so the manager's like, oh, you want something? Want something crazy? Want some crazy shit? Okay, I got something for you. Oh, fun fact, Taylor Hawkins, all through this movie, he got went on shows after making this movie and he said that he went out of his way to not learn his lines and make up shit for every take so that's why you can see in multiple spots he'll say something absurd and people will kind of just like smile through it with at the table when they were talking about like what their dicks are going to go into their mouths because the music's going to be so ridiculous yeah and they're just talking dave was just like smiling and i was like that's so weird why is he smiling like that because he just made that shit up and i'd been mad if like steve did that the whole time I'm like please learn your lines you can't just say wild shit like that you're gonna make me mess up the scene so the manager he gets them this mansion and it's funny the the lady that owns it i guess or the the realtor she's like no nothing weird happened here and <laughs> and they talk about this older band uh damn it what's the name of the the, the band all i know is the guy's name greg knoll yeah dream widow thank you and that was actually their they used that name right the foo fighters yeah to release this album or to release the soundtrack to this movie is released under the band name dream widow okay gotcha so it's funny there's like this urban legend that dream widow they made one album or they were making they were like this awesome band back in the day and then the the front man of the band just went crazy and murdered the rest of the band and then hung himself. And they're like, oh, cool. Okay, just show me the cover of it. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, this is the house? Ooh, this is weird. So it's funny. They're looking for the right room to record and Dave starts like clapping. And then you see these flashes of like de- demonic faces. And he's like, you guys hear that? And he's like, this is the room. Like, the sound in this room is fucking amazing. And so you're like, oh, shit. So the whole house is just fucking just crazy. So one of their techs, his name's Krug. Krug. <laughs> he gets electrocuted by just wires by an evil, creepy hand messing with it. So Krug, he's actually the lead guitar player for Slayer. And I don't know how they got him in. Well, I mean, later on, they get other people in this movie. So I was like, they got him in because Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters know everybody. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want to get electrocuted in our movie? Again, like I said before, they have been staples in rock for almost 30 years. (laughs) So as Krug is electrocuted and his body is taken away, the band, (laughs) they're... Jägermeister! Yeah, he tried to wake him up by saying Jägermeister. So Krug is gone and they, they say that they're going to de- dedicate the album to him because that's what Krug would want. He wouldn't want them to stop. Just keep making the album. So you'll hear that a lot in this movie. 
so around this time, there's a lot of weird things that happen. Dave has moments where he's trying to work on it and he still kind of has writer's block, but it seems like he's working on something. And he has a moment where he's playing on this keyboard and he's playing Hello by Lionel Richie. And then Lionel <laughs> Richie pops out. <laughs> he tells him not to fuck with his song. He's like, I love that that's, song. That's my song. Yeah. I like that song. No, you know what? I love that song. Don't fuck with my song, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so just like in the Amityville horror, the house is just slowly fucking with just one person. So Dave is is going through it. So he ends up in the basement of this house and he finds all these satan- satanic objects and he sees this raccoon just like stapled to the wall and a lot of creepy things and he finds a demo tape from Dream Widow and he plays it. And as he's listening to the music, he's like, this is it. This is the sound that I want for this album. Holy shit, this is the song. And then the song just stops. And then Dave's like, no, 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 keep keep going. I, I need to hear the rest of it. At this point, you hear the little voices, well, loud voices after a while. They say, finish the song, finish the tape. And he's like, oh, oh okay. And then just demonic, just smoky things just go into his body. So this whole movie, there's just been demonic little people just kind of looking around corners. I like to think it's probably his children or other people's children in the band because some of them were kind of tiny. So uh, I know he's got children of different ages. So I, if I had kids and I made a movie, I'd have them in there just trying to kill me. So yep. <laughs> uh, around this time, you just see Dave just slowly devolve into just a monster. And it seems like he, or the demonic presence is in control, but it still talks and acts like him. But just like Micah said, anytime someone like walks away from him or touches him, he makes these like crazy faces and then they like walk away and he'll just like go, go crazy. And they'll look back and he'll just like straighten back up and look normal. (laughs) So a delivery man drops off what four chicken parms Mm -hmm. (laughs) the first time. And he leaves out the ranch. Forgets the ranch. Yeah. And Dave gets really pissed. And I thought he was going to kill him then, but he gets away and I'm happy for him. But later on, his name is Darren. He comes back because he ordered steaks. <laughs> and he got extra ranch this time. Yeah, he's going to give Dave his demo tape for his band, Bone Structure. Bone Structure. That's a good ass name for a band. That's a sick ass band name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as he's going to the door, he sees, he thinks he sees Dave walking by. And he's like, oh, Dave, why are you over there, Mr. Grohl? And he walks into the dark bushes and gets decapitated. And I was like, God damn. (laughs) Hatchet style for sure. It's rough stuff. And so, you know, at this point, like I said, everything just goes bad. So one of the, it's the bass player, right? He dies first. Uh, Schiff. Chris Schiff. Yes. So he's cooking on the grill and they had some arguments because they seem to just be working on one song and Dave is just turning slowly into an asshole. Just like instead of counting off one, two, three, four, he tells Taylor to count off five, six, seven, eight. And then one, three, five, seven. Just odd numbers. And so they're like, why does this matter? And he's like, it fucking matters. The song has to be just right. And this song is like 30 minutes long. And they're like, are we going to work on more songs for this album? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just got to get this one just right. And so 
they have an argument and Chris heads out to the grill and he's going to cook some food. And then some bad guy comes out and smushes his face into the grill and then gets multiply stabbed in the back. It's it's bad. And then you see it's Dave. So, yeah, I don't know why they tried to make this like a secret. Like two people die and you're like, oh, it might not be Dave. Oh, it's Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, the band, they find the demo guy's corpse later with no head. And it's like stapled <laughs> to a Cat tree. smear screaming like a little girl finds it. And Dave tells him like, hey, man, he would want us to continue this and and make this album yeah. in his he was a honor. huge Foo Fighters fan he would he would want us to finish yeah, this he album. wouldn't want us to stop and the band's like uh no we should call the police and then he convinces them not to call the police and takes their phones he actually destroys Taylor's phone in his hand just like mushes just that thing squishes yeah. it <laughs> he's like my fucking phone <laughs> and so he takes all their phones and the car keys to the van so they can't leave and so Later on, they see Dave eating. I don't ribs. It was a lot more bones than ribs. I don't understand how they don't realize that that was a body that he was. I made that exact comment. I said, "Are they seriously looking over that balcony, looking at an entire skeleton, <laughs> and going, he's still eating? Let's go. Are you no? Like there's a whole ass human on that table right now, and you're just so, like, man, it's fine. So good, he's talking. Just a hungry boy. So they learn the backstory of the mansion from their neighbor Samantha. Hey, it's Whitney Cummings, and she's hitting on oh damn, uh, Jaffe, the keyboard player for the mm-hmm. band. Ramy, <laughs> Yeah, they've been hitting on each other the whole movie. So it, they learn the backstory and. They find out with some some clues she gives about that Dave's body has been possessed and they need to find a way to get him, get the, the bad guys out of his body. So they got to find the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the book looks just like the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. So I thought that was amazing. So, yep. so to exercise the demons out of Dave's body, they got to find a book to free him of the possession. So Ramy, Ramy. Rami, I don't know. So Rami and Samantha, they head off because he's gonna just make sure Samantha stays safe, aka they're gonna go do it. <laughs> and so just like in any horror movie, you go off to do it, you're probably gonna die. And yep. so as they're having sex, I don't know how he got into that house, but he's demonic. He's already under the bed with a chainsaw and stabs the chainsaw through their face and splits them in half. And I was like, that was the point I think I was like, Man, this reminds me of another fucking movie. And then I was like, oh, I'm a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He destroys them. So they realize that everyone's finished their parts of the song, except for Taylor. And so they use Taylor as a distraction while the last two guys find a book and they're going to try to do this exorcism. And so Taylor. Uh, it's funny Dave is like I'm a drummer you're a drummer we know this drumming shit I know you're like you're fucking us up on purpose he's like no I'm not man I I know I'm not it's just really hard and so he finally finishes the song he's like there I finished it man it's over he's like yeah it is over and he takes what a hi-hat and 
chunks it like it's a ninja star and just destroys Taylor's head. I was like, God damn. So his top of his head is still on top of the hi-hat and the rest of his body just falls down to the ground. So the song is done. So he gives no shits about the, the band anymore. So the last two Foo Fighters, they get the book and they realize that they got to do this exorcism. And so they head to the pool and they bless the water in the pool (laughs) and turn it green. And Dave and demons are on the other side of the pool. And Dave's like, every time he goes to the left, they go to the right. (laughs) They're just keeping him out of like, even though he's like really far away and he's like, (laughs) so Dave with the help of four demonic people gets launched across the pool and then they use the book and shoot lightning at Dave and he falls into the pool, the blessed pool. And so that's enough to knock him out of being possessed. And he gets out of the pool. And he's like, oh, oh, I drank a lot of pool water. <laughs> That'd be me like, oh, that pool's so gross. <laughs> and they pull him out. And so you see that the demon that was inside of Dave's body gets thrown up along with pieces of the people he ate and it forms into a real body hey it's the killer from the original band dream widow and he is ready to fight and so dave just like spears him and beats the <laughs> shit out of this monster yes he does it was so weird he tackled I, the fuck out of him i was like this demon sucks oh so good <laughs> i was so confused this demon sucks he got his ass kicked and then the rest of the band members of Dream Widow like send the demon back to hell. They use his blood and put it in the book and he gets sucked back into the book and then they explode and it's like little pieces of meat, which I didn't get. And so the book is just by the pool. So the guys, they sit Dave down uh, in the woods on a, like a little log and they tell him we're going to get the van going. Just stay here. They have to hotwire the van. And so while they're working on the van, you see that the manager and real estate lady, they pop up and they're in like cloaks, like these creepy robes. And so Dave and the manager have a ball kicking fight. (laughs) That's the only way you can fight a manager. And the real estate developer goes after the last two Foo Fighters. Uh, She actually doesn't have to help kill them. Because they caused their own demise. So, yeah, Pat and Nate. Yeah, Pat is trying to hotwire the van. From, from underneath. Underneath, which I've never seen that be a way to hotwire a van or a vehicle. But fuck it. And he pokes the eye of... Like, pokes a wire through the bottom, like, through the AC, it seems. Yeah. Through the vents. <laughs> and, and it stabs Nate in the eye. And then yeah. Nate hits the gas and just explodes pat's head it was absurd yeah, he how easily runs, runs over pat it, it that tire barely touched his head and it just exploded <laughs> it was like a, he straight up deflated like an absolute plastic helium balloon yeah it exploded like, jesus christ it was so stupid and so nate gets out of the car and no he hits he reverses and hits the real estate lady barb and yeah. barb stabs him in the throat and then they they all die and so that knife went all the way through him out the top of his head i was like yo and so 
Dave is choking the shit out of his manager. And then he's like, you made me kill all of my friends. And then the manager's like, oh, you finished the song. And he like lets go and he realizes like this, this, this you finished the song. It's like the best song in the world. Like you got to show it off. And so I guess well, you there, finished the song for the devil. Yeah. And so I guess there was enough, I don't know, allure to having this demonic song that Dave gives in. And so we see one year later, Dave is the only Foo Fighter survivor. And he's solo tour. Dave yeah. Girl. And then you see that his around his eyes, there's still marks of possession. So I guess he let the monster back into his body after Dang. after I'm fighting it off. Had to let the devil in, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, this movie's a fucking mess, but I, I, I loved it. So Katie, who's your favorite character in Studio 666? Oh, pick somebody else because I want to go last. Emma, who is your favorite character in Studio 666? <laughs> uh, between Dave and Taylor... But honestly, every single one of the foos cracked me up pretty hard. Uh, Pat was absolutely hilarious. He was just that dude out here sleeping on the kitchen counter. I was like, bro, that's the comfiest place in the house. Okay. Like, yeah, close but, to the snacks. <laughs> I mean, I love Dave Grohl and Taylor, the whole absolutely ignoring his lines and just saying whatever he wanted every time is just i can't so dave and taylor i love them micah yeah i'll go smear <laughs> he reminded me a lot of like channeling his inner taika waititi yeah <laughs> just because they look very similar but like his <laughs> comedy was very similar it was like that dry just up in the L hat when, with the stupid boxers oh next my God. to an empty bottle of ketchup. And it's no, but it's pulled out, <laughs> pulled out dead. on the floor like it's Ugh. like it's leaking blood. And then he gets up, he's like, Yeah, usually I sleep on the counter, but oh, not with all that crap there. <laughs> <laughs> he's sleeping on the floor, but he draws the line at having the crap on the counter. <laughs> um, and every time that he gets into a scary situation, his fucking scream. <laughs> when they're going down to the basement for the first time to try to find the book and he's like yeah so i was down here eating doritos and, and what was it taylor like, goes that like oh, tracks. So, yeah he's like oh, yeah that tracks <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he was just he was just a good comedy relief that like just popped up at the most random fucking times and just did the most random shit and it's like why are you sleeping on the counter well it's the most comfortable place he's like dave i gotta go to sleep man i don't even have a bedroom <laughs> yeah so he, he was my my favorite character for the comedy relief yeah so i i wrote Grohl slash the foos for a lot of the reasons that that micah said it's it's any time that they're together i'd i really like to see what lines were really written down and what weren't because there's a line uh dave hears this like leaky faucet and he's like, I'm the only one that cares about the drought. Yeah, only one that cares about the drought around here. And I, it's such a dumb line. It made me like, I so lost my shit when he said that. I was like, fuck. It's such a stupid line. It's a throwaway, but it made me laugh so hard. It just, 
I, I'd love to see what actually was written down and what was it because everybody says the dumbest stuff. I, yeah, we definitely need to get this on Blu-ray. Yeah, I gotta hear the commentary. the commentary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, one of my favorite things is when when they open the book and then they're trying to read like what it's like. Okay, well, before you proceed, you should really figure out uh, if they're actually possessed by a demon or not. And then they're going down the list where it's like. Uh, he's got digestion problems, and Dave's literally standing in the kitchen with his guitar, and he just turns his head and vomits on the window. No more milky brews for Davy. No, what was it? No, no more. <laughs> oh, milky brew bongs for Davy. <laughs> uh, what I was? One of them was oh, excessive masturbation, and he's like, it's like you're. What what was the line though? It was like you're you're slapping. Oh, uh, uh, a wet wonton. <laughs> Was it a wet wonton? No, no it, it was. was... Else. Damn it! I'll find it. Yeah. And then what? What was the other one? It was. Uh... Oh, floating, like levitating. Oh yeah, when he comes to the room, he's like, "It's Whee! in the key of L, <laughs> L," and then so he floats tall. back out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh it's it, 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 they're funny people, and so it Fucking just worked. Key of L sharp. Yeah. What, what about the other letters? The A, B, C, D, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, okay, so my favorite character was for sure combination Pat Smear and Nate Mindel. Uh, the two that were left at the end just fucking hilarious trying to like problem solve the fact that all of their band members were dead and trying to deal with Dave for all the reasons micah said before you know about pat screaming like <laughs> just a little girl <laughs> and all of his fucking just absurd lines like i was eating doritos down here <laughs> and, and uh yeah this is where i sleep <laughs> it's just <laughs> hilarious and then nate just played an ex extraordinary straight man like yeah. he was so calm and collected it like you know every horror movie has that one guy who like no we got to get this shit done and nate totally took over that character in this movie and it was fucking great uh the one thing i wanted to add about that was when he was at the grill he's like i'm dave grill look how great i am like he beat all beat all sarcastic and mocking him while he's just by himself he's like "Ooh, i'm dave grill look at me <laughs> can't even cook a piece of fucking meat that was chris that was doing that oh that was chris i'm sorry they look very similar chris and nate look similar yeah they do i also <laughs> liked the running theme of of dave overcooking the meat on the grill oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time he's cooking hamburgers and he flips the first one and it is just charred to a fucking crisp. yeah <laughs> oh man that fucking scene where he was eating the raw steaks that made my oh, stomach man. hurt. It's yeah. so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So it's it sounds like you're playing patty cake with a soft chicken dumpling. <laughs> Dude, when he said that shit, I straight up I'm sitting here and I'm like, what? I don't even know how to process this. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I yeah this movie was really fucking funny and all of the one-liners fucking taylor talking about uh like putting dicks in mouths and oh yeah it was such an absurd <laughs> and, like metaphor 
and all the like throwaway one-liners that Dave had, especially that drought one. Both me and Otis <laughs> fucking lost it at the drought. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a stupid line. Okay, so Katie, who is your least favorite character? Ooh. Um. Sorry, my thing closed. My least favorite character was uh Rami, the keyboardist for the Foos. Uh, I get that he was playing a specific type of character that is in horror movies, like the horn dog guy is in every fucking horror movie. I just I couldn't get behind it, and I don't know if Rami is like this in real life because honestly, most of the interviews that I've seen that have to do with the Foos deal with Dave and Taylor and Pat and Nate. I don't know too much about Chris or Rami, but he was like super like hippie-ish. And he was talking about like yoga poses and he was like super gross about the neighbor and just being horny as fuck. And I just couldn't, it was weirding me out. I just read he formally joined in 2017, but he helped with six of their albums. Yeah, so I, been that's probably why you don't hear that much of him. It's just he was yeah. kind of there, but not really there. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I just I don't know. His character was kind of meh in the whole thing, as far as like plot and one line and being funny. Like he wasn't as funny as all the other characters were, in my opinion. Emma, I wrote Rami and Sam's bullshit. Because the whole thing between the two of them, I was like, y'all. She showed up with lemon bars and he goes, is this cocaine? And she goes, mm-hmm. That was the one and only moment that I thought any of the two of them. That's true. I did find that really funny that it was fucking lemon bars covered in cocaine. Yes. Everything else between the two of them, I was like, why? And then also the only saving grace was them being cut in half by a chainsaw simultaneously. Because yeah, they were on top was of each other. Fucking wild. That was so, wild. Yeah, that was. Other cool. than that, they just—I felt it was unnecessary and pointless. Yeah, both of their characters were needless. So, Micah. Uh, I was gonna say the realtor. She Barb. Name, oh, Barb. Yeah, Barb. she came in a couple times, and it just. Oh, hello, foos. <laughs> Yeah, she was know. annoying. I feel like she could have given maybe a little bit more signs to her evil, like her being an evil accomplice of the devil. Just her character was so unnecessary, and then to get such major kills at the end of the movie was just like, eh, meh, okay. I don't really have any good reasons why she's my least favorite. Just not memorable, not too important. Just she was there. Yeah, my, she happened. Well, my I, I guess I would have a my secondary would be Samantha moves in next door to be a protector of it and doesn't protect a goddamn thing. Yeah, she was terrible. She gives one warning and that was it. Yeah, she like, was like, okay, well, you obviously didn't care that much. I mean, what do you mean the sacrifice feeds the book? Bitch, figure it out. She was about to suck the evil out of him. The old fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have oh, to. Do sorry, it. sorry, sorry, old habits. About it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So I went with just the villains in this. If you weren't yeah. Dave Grohl, all yeah. all the last second like bad guys and girls, like like the manager, even though that ball kicking fight was funny. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> like they came out of nowhere, but like, yeah, I'm the bad guy in this. Like, what? <laughs> it was it was just I don't know. It was weird. 
And then Even the raccoon had its moment where he was like, meh. Right. <laughs> and then the demon at the end, and I thought Dave and I thought all three of the remaining foos were gonna have to fight this demon. Dave Grohl whipped its ass by himself. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, how is he terrifying? How did he beat everybody else up? He beat the He's shit. Dave Grohl, man. Yeah, Dave Grohl beat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> so honestly, if you weren't evil Dave Grohl, I didn't really like you. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, well, I, I had one more thing to add. I was yeah. gonna say that um I was going to say it kind of missed a, an easy one where, you know, how like whenever anybody gets into a ball kicking scene in one of those uh, like comedy um, spoof movies, they always ha- happen to have like iron underwear on or something. They missed a, a golden opportunity to have something something random right there. Like where... a chastity belt or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Really did fuck that up. <laughs> Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. So I have a couple. This song is in fucking L sharp. I thought that was hilarious. They never really talk about L sharp. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. If he that's... talks about it later, it's like an E, it's E sharp or E flat or something like that. Well, like, well yeah, well, they know one of the, the band guys. Like, Just forget that L sharp shit. It's this. Yeah. And then, and then Dave's like, no. It's L sharp. That's when it's he's not by e in the back. something. That's when he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's L sharp. Uh, my next one is, ooh, lemon bars. Oh, is that cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave Grohl deserves a fucking Academy Award. Yeah. And then silly ass movie is graphic as fuck. That's for damn sure. There was a, a lot of blood in this yeah. show. Wild. Katie? I have many. <clears throat> Is there anything Dave Grohl can't do? Yeah. I'm asking the real questions here. <laughs> uh, foos fight demonic Dave in spooky studio. Mm-hmm. The only thing missing was Tenacious D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. That would have been a great segue into a ne- another movie. Just to have them pop up at the very end. <laughs> they should have been the demons. Well, or okay, but now that the end of it, Dave is clearly possessed again by question mark devil. Like now, Dave is just the devil from the Tenacious D movie. Yeah, but, so now but they just, should have been in this movie. I'm they, sad. They absolutely, were. they should have been in it. They, they should have been, been a demon ones, or something. They should have been in a van that ran over the uh, the um, the realtor. Yeah, and they just oh, show yeah. up at the last second. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Did we just hit that group? Yeah, and then I have a 14 word, and yeah. it's a quote. It was my favorite quote from the entire movie. Yeah, but this was the roaring fucking 90s. Nobody gave a fuck about shit. Yes. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Nobody gave a fuck about shit. Oh, just yep. chef's kiss. Perfect. Oh, my turn to shine. Who cares about the creepy death vibes? <laughs> when he says it in his stupid mocking voice, who cares about the creepy death vibes? Oh my gosh. If you like it, charred and dry. <laughs> Dave Grohl can never have enough ranch. Damn. <laughs> eat a lot of ranch. Yep. Okay. 
The literal amount of fucks is astonishing. Mm-hmm. It was There's beautiful. a thing on the facts that's like, I think it was said 162 times, which basically boiled down to 1.5 times every minute of that Beautiful. Film. Yes. My kind of movie. It didn't feel like a lot of fucks, but then I think about it, they did say it a lot. Oh boy, they it's did. It's just like normal adults hanging out and talking. Yeah. I felt like, I don't know. I feel like everyone shields their cussing mm-hmm. a lot when they're in public or around other people. Yeah. And the Foo Fighters just didn't. It was like, <laughs> it was just a group, like a band shooting the shit with each other. Oh, like yeah. they would totally be using fuck that many times. Of course. Uh, Taylor said nope to lines great choice yeah (laughs) and then fuck why is it always a crowley when they were telling the backstory of that guy and he's like uh talking about making a sacrifice to alistair crowley or whatever and i was like why is it always a crowley yep then it always ends up like hatchet and then my alliterative foo fighters fighting phantoms finding fresh funk Heck yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I have another one. Um, top high five. Jeremy has fucking spoken. Yep. Oh my god, all the Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam high, high, high five. <laughs> Pearl Jam high five. Jeremy has spoken. Yeah, hey, it still works. Yeah. Yeah, I love that they did that high five just multiple times. That's, yep. just, that's just how they have five. <laughs> Jeremy Spoken. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. This film came out February 25th, 2022. It's a little baby. It's a little baby scary movie. So I could not find a budget. And I actually looked a couple times because I was curious how much money this cost. But I couldn't find it. So the fact that they, they used... They for it out of pocket probably. Yeah. They got their friends to be involved oh yeah well the fact that they use this home that i don't know who owns it but they used it to make an album not that long ago before it there's probably some cheapness to that actually i think i read something somewhere that they did it simultaneously oh shit that's even cheaper before they finished doing the album yeah he he had the idea and was like let's fucking do it we'll just keep we'll just extend our stay in the in the i think well, that makes sense because it just they it, it seems like it was pretty cheap. All the scenes are in the house, in or around the house, honestly. Yeah, with what one scene in Whitney Cummings is just her bedroom, but could have been think that was in it her could've... bedroom. I think that was in the house. Oh, really? Okay. I think she came into the house and ha- they were having sex in yeah, every, every scene is in there except one scene where they're talking to the manager at the beginning. Yeah, that's one scene. They could have done that at the end when they were done. So yeah. this movie, I assume, probably pretty damn cheap, but it looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's one thing that hit me when uh, when he was walking into the basement. I was like, the fucking the filmography, the it looks good. And I, like for a movie that someone that's not into horror did, I'm like, I assume it was gonna look a lot cheaper. It looked fucking great, and I was like, shit, yeah. man, good job, Dave. It it looked really good. The Foo Fighters are nothing if not savvy at production. Oh, absolutely. Their music videos have always been high production value. Like even the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert um, that aired at the beginning of September Mm -hmm. was the 
it was broadcast live from Wembley Stadium um, in the UK and was the best produced live concert I have ever seen. And I'm not talking like, I'm not talking live like it was a live feed happening because it was. I'm talking just live in general. Like, you know how they record like mm-hmm. a bunch of live concerts and they'll like put them all together and like, here's Taylor Swift live or whatever the fuck. No, this was full on live produced and was the best fucking like concert thing I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah they never shy away on production costs and like taking care of business. Yeah, so it looked really cool. So no budget, but I assume it's pretty cheap. But there was a box office. So what do you guys think the box office for Studio 666 was, Katie? I'm not even going to try, but I am going to say not enough dollary dues. However much money this movie made, it wasn't enough. N-E-D. Yeah. Emma? I said, pay it more, Bob. (laughs) Pay it more, Bob. Micah? It's at least worth a big old pile of steaks that'll get here in just a little bit. And a handful of ranch? Pile of... <laughs> we all tried really hard on this one. Can you tell it's me? It's the repeating it as you write it down for me. That's... <laughs> I really do. I write down what you shall say. So Micah being the closest because he actually gave me something I could base money off of. Instead of, <laughs> instead of pay it more or not enough. A pile of steaks has some value. Has a value. It made three dollar dues. Yeah, oh, not yeah. enough. I was also yeah. correct. Yeah, but my guy she gave me some. It Mike could have said a fucking a handful of ants. And I'm like, well, that's probably worth a penny, I guess. <laughs> One bag like, of Doritos and a fucking poured out <laughs> ketchup bottle. <laughs> and a bunch of empty beer cans all over and the ranch. place. Yeah. That was like a What's big really funny point. is I sincerely doubt that any of them drank any most of that beer. It was like, I, I don't know who drank all that beer, but I can't imagine that all those old guys that are just hanging out and making music now. Were they drinking drink a beer. lot. Uh, you should listen to you should listen to uh, Dave Grohl's book, The Storyteller, or read The Storyteller. He talks about like their ritual when they are on tour and when they're performing and when they're hanging out and stuff. And they drink a lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. <laughs> so there are fucking Jameson bottles all over that house. Yep. I know I'd be slamming the whole lot of beers if I was in a band. But uh, So yeah, $3 reduce. It makes sense. It came out in theaters for a little bit. And they, they made, like I said, it doesn't matter for some movies. It doesn't matter if it actually makes its money or not. It just it matters if people enjoyed it. So yeah. and I think it did its job. Katie, I saw you counting with your fingers. What do you got? I have another seven words and it's a uh, you ask my wife, I'll ask yours. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just stay in this house and, and re- film I mean record this album. I'm like shit, man. You tell my wife that. Ask yeah, her. you you tell my wife, I'll tell yours. <laughs> I need my phone back. My family thinks I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel him on that. Like, no, you tell my wife I'm gonna be gone for like a fucking month doing this. You tell oh, her. Yeah. 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 Hey, Mike, call Katie and tell her I'm gonna be gone for a month. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, it's okay. You can go home. I don't yeah. want to tell Katie. Either. I'll call Emma. 
Hey Emma, um, so Mike is gonna be gone for a month. Click. <laughs> just like drink real quick. Done <laughs> and done. <laughs> just walk off. Phone just instantly starts calling back. Yeah, I better turn that phone off. <laughs> well, take this battery out real quick. <laughs> Smash it like fucking Dave Grohl did. Nah, I'm not that strong. Jesus, man. I don't think anybody crushing is. a phone is a lot of work. <laughs> I don't think anybody is. The f- I don't know how he did that shit. <laughs> yeah. So minority kill count, Jenna Ortega. And Pat, because his mom is African-American and Native American, and yeah. his dad's Jewish, I believe I read. So I only have two. I don't know if anybody else was minority-ish. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. That's two. So Maybe Rami. He has, that's an interesting name, but. Fuck it. We'll do three. So we're going with three for this movie. So now that is. <laughs> I forgot what that. Uh, so the new minority kill count is 237 and a Tito Turtle. You. And and a room full of vampires? I wrote an no. R- RCV. I forgot what it was. Oh my but, gosh. I don't remember what you yeah, said yesterday. It was something. I'll go back. But yeah, a whole lot of vampires. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he's Russian, uh, whatever that is, Jewish. <laughs> And Moroccan. and Moroccan. Damn, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that his last name, his first and last name don't sound white. Sounds good to me. So, does anybody else have anything to say about Studio 666? Watch it but not with your grandparents. <laughs> you sound like me watching fucking scary movie with my mom. That was an adventure. <laughs> Mommy was into it for a minute. She was, and then there were too many fucks given, so it was a meter. It was just slowly filling up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Watch it. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. It is. It, it, and then cry your heart out because Taylor Hawkins is dead. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully they make another one. Make another scary movie. Uh, this is fun, man. But they can't. I know. Without Taylor. I, I know. Or, or make a movie with another. Use Taylor's son. Right? Oh, at least do another Tenacious D and bring back Dave Grohl. Yes. Yeah. That's what I need. I need Dave to be another devil. Yeah. And have another fucking rock off. That's what I want. Yeah. Real bad. Yep. Yep. I yep. Really needed him to say Dave's not here, man. And I was really sad that he didn't take that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Like we were getting close when he was like, Dave's been gone for decades. It, it seemed I like they were going to say it. Micah and I was like, Dave's not here, man. He's a slave <laughs> to music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out rock comedy is like the genre of of movies I like the most. Yeah, because <laughs> that's so raunchy. Because the people like I we've done a lot of dumb stuff, so this is our movie. Tenacious D, fire. School of Rock, fire. Love that fucking movie. absolutely. Studio Six Six Six, fire. You like, know what? I wouldn't mind. Fantastic. With, Spinal Tap, also fire. With Foo Fighters, I wouldn't mind if they tried other genres, like a fucking murder mystery movie with them. I think would be amazing where either Dave is like trying to figure out who killed somebody yeah, and they're all there or Pat's the detective. Pat would be a good detective. Uh, no, Pat's got to be like the, the Watson, but like, uh, a, <laughs> but like a garbage Watson. Yeah, he's not even a smart Watson. He's, he's just, not smart. He's, he's like dumb. Pat needs to be the Doritos and drink bitch Watson. Right. Yeah. I, I think that'd be fun or I don't know, they some rom-com or some stupid, they, I yeah. think different genres with them would be great, just with a lot of fucks in it. I would like the Foo Fighters 
to after they have healed taken time to heal i would like them to come back and do literally anything yeah you're right right now i'm very sad and nervous that this is just gonna end them Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't think it will because they seem to be like holding it together pretty well but They'll do something after this. I don't know how many more they'll do after. Well, they've, yeah. They're going to do something. I don't know. The tribute concerts have been fantastic. And you can tell that they needed it. And it was therapeutic yeah. for all of them. Um, there were like many videos of Dave Grohl breaking down in tears, crying as he's like singing, starting yeah. to play these songs and singing and stuff. And it's just like, I hope that I hope that they can continue to make music together in some way. Yeah. And I really, I would like them, I would think it would be really fucking cool if they used Shane Hawkins as their drummer. He's incredible. Or fucking, what, Nandy? Oh. Girl. Yes. There's there's tons of drummers out there. Yes, Nandy, but really Shane. Like his son was, oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Do yourself a favor if you have six hours to spare, go watch the. Taylor Hawkins uh tribute concert on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um um yeah, I think it's Paramount Plus. I can't remember. Hell, I don't or know. Or HBO Max is one of them. Um, but go watch it. If you don't have six hours to spare, just watch the last hour where they start playing like Foo Fighters music and inviting other drummers up to play Foo Fighters music. It's yeah, it'll get you. Okay. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Dave Grohl or demons or I don't know raccoon staple to a wall, what's that? Alan Campbell. You have an email. It is Alan Facebook at So, so the music you're listening to right now that is flipping the combined effort. I'm very proud of this song. And a studio pieces, thank you so much for the artwork. So this is episode eight. We have twenty-three more episodes. I'm very excited about this. Like I said, like we're moving, moving along. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Zombies was the match of the night, but our marathon was almost out of fright. Not before we had a survivor's choice. The sequel of Hocus Pocus made them rejoice. It was the scream of those. No lights on. All pros and no cons. No, 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 no. We don't get to finish this podcast until it's perfect. Nobody goes anywhere. We're going to stay here. We're going to hammer this out. It's not Halloween yet. We have time to do this. We need to get it done. No, okay, but there's there's 23 more, though. We're we're obviously going to finish it, but like what? What do you mean? This has to be perfect. We're going to get this done.
But clearly. Halloween. Now that's spooky. Fucking Micah can't even operate a grill.